A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we talk to Gibraltar's Minister of Digital and Financial Services, Albert Isola. We're talking the crypto space in general. A lot of different topics out of this one. And we're going to get into crypto prices. That's today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. I'm going to get straight into those crypto prices. We will not have headlines today. Nothing really stood out today. And also, I didn't want to put too much into the show today because the minister and myself, we speak on so many different topics I want you to fully focus on what the minister says. Anyway, those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. I'm recording this at 10:30 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $56,780, up 1.6% in 24. Ethereum, $4,346, up almost 10% in 24. And Ethereum's all-time high price was set about eight hours ago at $4,360. Binance Coin is at $666.90, up about a percent in 24. While Dogecoin is in the number four spot at 49 cents even, down 3%. Tether number five. Running off the top 10, we have Cardano, XRP, Polkadot, Internet Computer, and Bitcoin Cash. Litecoin number 11. Total market cap, we are growing bigly. trillion dollars and a btc dominance 42.2 percent oh and a side note if you're curious about shiba inu the dogecoin ripoff coin it's down a little bit it's at a 10 billion dollar market cap down around seven percent in 24 but that's after a seven day climb of 1400 percent so i think a little bit of correction and pullback is acceptable and in our main conversation today we talked to Albert Isola, the Minister of Financial and Digital Services in Gibraltar. And we cover a lot of things from Coinbase's direct listing, ETFs, Dogecoin, and NFTs. Loaded conversation, fast to the point, straight. Pay attention, it goes quick. Enjoy. Minister, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be back here again with you. 100%. Look, and the reason why uh, I'm asking you to come back is because I want your wisdom. A lot has happened since the last time we spoke. Coinbase, U.S. ETFs are being filed daily. Dogecoin is just going through the roof. I don't know what to make of this. And, of course, the NFT space. And I just want your opinion on a lot of these different issues or maybe insights on these issues. And I want to start with Coinbase. Coinbase went direct listing. Price of the stock, you know, has kind of went down. I don't want to talk about the price of stocks or anything, but I do want to see talk about the impact of Coinbase's direct listing and how you feel about it. I think it's a first step. But look, all of the things that you've mentioned are all about a process um, and an increase in activity, an increase in understanding, an increase of people getting involved. Uh, Just from the price of some of these assets that you're talking about, they only go up because more and more serious people are getting involved in this area, which has got to be good for the space. Um, And that has a knock-on effect of of the price going up uh, in in a lot of these these spaces. When you talk about ETFs, and obviously that's that's a 
whole new uh, uh, ball game in terms of what is going to happen in the US, when and why, and what will imp what impact will that have on the rest of the world. So in, in places where this uh, activity is hot, it has an impact on places where it isn't. Now with social media, news is so fast. You know, I can click on now exactly what's happening in Australia, in New Zealand, in Hong Kong, in any part of the world at a moment's notice. So the news is not just 24 hours. The news is every 60 seconds. The speed with which the information overflow is coming at people, and especially if you have an interest in something, is absolutely enormous. Um, and so I, I think there is a lot, there are a lot more people, a lot more institutions, a lot more investment houses looking at this space than ever have done before. And consequently, that has an impact uh, on everything that happens in that area. And we'll speak about that, not that area anymore. We'll speak about your area. How do you think this Coinbase direct listing impacts Gibraltar? Do you think that there's any kind of, um, I guess, groundswell in the United States that's going to spill out into, into your area? Or do you think that it's already there or you are actually the ground starter of this? I, I think that a whole load of factors. If you think about what, what Coinbase has done, it's really brought Coinbase into the mainstream of financial services. That's what we've been trying to do by providing a regulatory framework in providing certainty to people that they can trust it because it is listed or because it is regulated. Um, and so I think these are all the same tools being used to provide credibility and trust uh, in systems and in people uh, that have, have a, a evidence of a regulatory regime framework or a set of standards which they're hitting. So I think this is great for the sector, um, obviously particularly good for Coinbase being one of the early ones in. Um, and coming from such a strong position as they were already, uh, this has just put them put them further ahead. Uh, I think there are many firms in JIB looking similarly. In the past week, Bitso have announced uh, a further fundraiser, 250 million, making them the first unicorn in Latin America valuation, 2.2 billion. You know, these are remarkable numbers for for businesses that were a couple of years ago just startups. So the change is coming, perhaps quicker than we thought it was going to be coming. Do you think that you have created yourself a, an advantage or maybe even an unfair advantage for the future of finance or global finance or trade by creating this regulation framework? And do you think that the places like the United States and Gibraltar and other places that are allowing companies to direct list that are in the crypto space or allowing these um, new financial products are going to have an advantage for the future of the global economy? I think what we've tried to do is create an environment and a framework which will give companies that are registered here and supervised here um, an advantage over those that are not. Why? Because the ones that are here are complying with minimum sets of standards that you can trust. So you know that the AML, the KYC, the due diligence is being done because they're regulated. You don't know that in other places. So uh, I, think, I think they do have an advantage unquestionably, but that's the benefit of having a set of standards of having regulation, having licensing. And the more countries that do that, the better for the whole generic space, which is what we're talking about uh, uh, with the US in terms of what's going to be happening going forward. So what I heard you say is kind of like uh, you guys are putting a brand on cryptocurrency or cryptocurrency um, companies or financial institutions. You're saying if it's stamped with the Gibraltar brand, it, we know you know that it's been through the the ringer. It's been through the due diligence, the KYC, AML. So the brand is important. You're you're creating a brand out of Gibraltar. That's what I'm hearing. 100. Um, what we're being told by the firms that are licensed here 
uh, is that it's far easier for them to do business internationally because they are licensed and regulated in Gibraltar where people know what the standards are because you set them up very clearly some years ago. Um, and that gives them an edge. There's no question. That is precisely, and, and it's, it's what we've done in financial services. It's what we've done in online gaming. If you are licensed in Gibraltar, people know that you can trust it because there are standards that are being met. Let's move to this Bitcoin ETF. Everybody's filing for a Bitcoin ETF. It is bound to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. First, do you think it's going to happen this year? Second, what do you think the repercussions are going to be if it does happen? I, I, I think and I hope it does happen this year. Uh, as you say, it's a matter of time. Uh, I think it's all about uh, the regulatory authorities getting a grip around how they want to deal with these ETFs. The process is clear in terms of licensing, but what about supervision afterwards? Who's going to be responsible? How? What are the criteria? What are the US looking for in terms of how these vehicles are managed, marketed? Uh, you know, the whole environment around them. Once there's clarity there, I think, as you've rightly hinted, we will be flooded by them. I have to ask you about two topics that are mainstream right now. And I want to ask you your opinion on their longevity, I guess. First is NFTs. You know, NFTs are, honestly, I think they're amazing, but they're also overused. What do you, what is your opinion on NFTs in the space as they exist now? And you see these companies or people uh, minting them and selling them and, and acquiring them to, um, I guess, how you feel that they're going to operate in the future. The space is particularly vulnerable to trends and that's not good and it's not bad. Um, I think it's just a, a statement of fact. NFTs are the thing of the moment. And, and I think like when blockchain started originally, people were trying to market themselves in whatever they were selling by throwing the word blockchain into the tune that they were singing. Um, I think at this moment in time, we've got to be careful that NFTs are not used in the same way. So, for example, we've, we've um, launched uh, the first crypto stamp, which is sort of an, an NFT uh, stamp with each one having an identical, sorry, a, a unique uh, identity. And this I is think, like a postage stamp? Yep, yep, exactly. Um, I think they serve a very, very useful purpose. But a piece of software works for some things, not for everything. And I think the NFT is will be an extremely valuable tool moving forward, provided it's used in the right areas and the right circumstances. I agree. And I, you said something that made me almost solidify how I feel about NFTs right now as well. Is It seems like this is the discovery phase of what this technology can be used for. And everybody just kind of like what they did with blockchain, they just threw blockchain at everything until they figured out, okay, you can't use it here, you can't use it here, but it really works well in this situation. Uh, it, it seems as though that th that's what they're doing with NFTs, that they're going to figure out where the market kind of is going to lie with N NFTs. And once, once they do, that's where it's going to take off. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's going to work beautifully in certain respects, not so well in others. So let's let's understand where it can be valuable to us and, and give us a progressive way forward uh, and use it there and not in other areas where it won't work. Last question, sir. And this one I, I, I would love to hear your opinion on, and that is Dogecoin and Elon Musk. Uh, and there are two separate questions and one in the same because you can't separate Doge from Elon and Elon from Doge anymore. Dogecoin. What is your opinion on Dogecoin? I mean, look, it has a massive market cap right now. It is probably number four. Just what's your opinion on that? And how do you think that Elon Musk fits into this whole thing? And do you think he's acting, let's say, responsibly? I, I would never comment about anyone in that way. Um, uh, but I think people have to be very, very careful of differentiating between risk and reward and understanding fully what is happening in front of them. You know, in, in traditional financial services, indeed, in every, every other walk of life, clever people at marketing uh, are often successful in the short term and the longer term, 
issues begin to rise as the cracks begin to appear. I think with some of these, we need to be very careful. We need to understand, like in any business, the substance of what it is and what it represents before you then begin to evaluate what its longevity or its future could be. Um, I, I don't think there's any reason to look at this or Elon in any other different way than that. Albert Isola, Minister of Digital and Financial Services in Gibraltar. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And it's great to talk to you again. Nice to see you again. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to DiemerForCongress.com. That's D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com. Support my campaign, blockchain, cryptocurrency, and innovation advocates in Washington. We need regulators to actually know what's going on to make sure that we perpetuate innovation, digital currency, and the growth of this space. Until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.